You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com Braves reporter, Mark Bowman. And, Mark, nobody's been busier early in the offseason than the Atlanta Braves already have made some moves. And, obviously, already plenty of rumors about moves they still may make. We'll get into into that a little bit and and what they could do. I want to start, though, with what they've already done, and that's sign. A couple of starting pitchers, a couple of starting pitchers nearing the end of their careers, but guys that the Braves hope can still be effective and two guys that you would think at the minimum are going to give them plenty of innings, which could be really valuable for this young team. Um, so let's start there. R.A. Dickey, Bartolo Colon, um, they come to Atlanta. Colon is is interesting because it obviously he's a guy who has been with the Mets, has been in the division, um, and it seems like he's a guy that just wanted to keep starting and not go into a situation where he was pitching in somebody's bullpen. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when we started, uh, when I first heard Bartolo's name, probably early October, um, I, you know, I, that's probably before the wild card game. So I remember being there for the wild card game, just kind of asking around about Bartolo. What do you guys think? Do you think he would leave New York? You know, he lives in Jersey. He had, uh, you know, grown quite comfortable with the Mets. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that we don't know exactly what kind of opportunity he's going to have there to pitch in that within that rotation again next year with the uh, emergence of you know some of their young guys that you know he just made what the the uh, guarantee to or not no guarantees to be in any rotation but there was much more of a uh, an opportunity for him to come to Atlanta and chase that record uh, that he would like to to uh, get the 11 more wins to to have the most uh, wins of any Dominican-born pitcher. I think that's very important to him, as was the uh, long relationship he's had with John Hart. John Hart was there the day that Bartolo signed his first professional contract with the Dominican back in 1993. Uh, here we are almost 25 years later, and these two guys are are being reunited. Reunited, And, uh, you know, I talked to John Hart here uh, earlier, and, and he said, you know, it's not just about the relationship we've had uh, it's not just about that record, but he he said that uh, Bartolo likes a lot about where the, the direction this club's going. You know, he made a point to say he really likes the way Dansby Swanson plays and you know, any pitcher. That's obviously important to have a that kind of defense that, that Dansby provides. Also, you know, staying strong up the middle. You look at what endurance the Arte provides coming off a Gold Glove season. So, um, I think that Bartolo found that. Uh, you know, there was there was a lot to like here in Atlanta, and, and he and R.A. Dickey both did exactly what the Braves wanted was, in, in that it's just a short-term bridge, uh, one-year deals that, that will not block their prospects that they're will be coming uh, to Atlanta within the next couple of years. Cologne had a great season in 2016. Dickey not as solid. Is there a belief though that there's still enough in the tank there with R.A. and and the fact that he does throw the knuckleball? Yeah, and I think they looked at August. You know, August. Uh, Dicky, uh, I believe he made five starts. Four of those were, were pretty, pretty good starts. Uh, they got to September. You have to question, well, if, it, if, he, if he was that good, then why didn't they give him more than two starts in September? I get that. Look, he's not the guy that they won the Cy Young Award a few years ago. But at the same time, uh, he, he is somebody that, you know, I, I know that the 200 innings uh, has been thrown a lot, around a lot. He doesn't have to come in here and throw 200. But if he, if he Comes in, throws 180, uh, proves to be 
serviceable on the mound and, and, and provides that positive influence that he always has uh, to young pitchers that then, you know, the Braves are definitely going to get their money's worth uh, out of that contract. And the same goes with uh, Cologne. I mean, I've, I've heard so many good things from former teammates, uh, you know, pitchers uh, and position players alike who just say, you know, this is a guy who, who just makes your clubhouse better. And, uh, you know, as you said, you know, Cologne's coming off a, you know, a pretty, pretty good year, no matter what age you are, you know, and, and obviously it's uh, 43. He still has that ability to spot that two seamer. Um, you know, he's maybe back 10, 15 years ago. He doesn't have that, that below that he has, but this is a guy that's just always known how to pitch. Uh, and, and he can teach some of these kids who still have that ability to that luxury of having below that. Hey, look, that that's not your primary weapon. You, you have to learn how to, if you learn how to command, um, you know, that just makes your velocity that much better. It's not the velocity that, that makes you better. It's, it's, uh, that's just an extra benefit once you, uh, are able to gain uh, consistent command. So Dickey and Cologne, two guys to help the team in 2017 and help some of those young guys, like you said, and, and help when probably some of those young guys are going to have innings limits and things like that. Now the rumors that are swirling around this Braves team uh, go beyond 2017. When you talk about names like Chris Sale, Chris Archer, Sonny Gray, these are guys that would be a focal point for this team as they hope to get back to contention and would be at the top of that rotation for what – I would think the Braves would hope to be their return to the postseason at some point. How likely is it that this team could pull off one of these, a big trade for one of these big pitchers? I'd say, here's what I would say to that. Is it your likelihood, uh, I, I don't even want to put it at 50%, but at the same time, I'm not going to say it's an impossibility. Yeah, you know, you look, they've done their due diligence with all of these guys, um, with Sonny Gray. Chris Sale, Chris Archer, uh, those are your primary names. Uh, obviously, you have to ask uh, if the White Sox are also willing to trade Quintana. Uh, and, and then, you know, you, you do your due diligence. The, the fact of the matter is this. They, they, they are very reluctant to move their prospects. But if you have the chance to get a guy like Chris Sale, uh, you know, you, you definitely jump at that opportunity, especially when you can control him for three years at Basically, the same amount that you're going to pay, the same salary you're going to pay Bartolo Colon this year. Uh, you know, long before Charlie Morton signed his two-year, $14 million deal this week, we knew how expensive pitching is. But, but that provides that reminder that, uh, you know, not only, you know, if you can go and get a guy like Chris Sale, uh, not only are you getting possibly the uh, guy you put in top, one of the top five pitchers in the game, uh, but you'd also be getting uh, getting him at the uh, Quite economically, so um, you know. At the same time, when, when you say that, you have to remember the White Sox have to ask themselves, you know, do we really want to get rid of this guy? Because they they do have the pieces to win. So it, it's not like uh, I, I truly believe the White Sox when they say that they do not. There are not hard feelings from last year. Uh, some of the incidents that happened with, with um, him being disgruntled with management, I, I think that they they realize that. You know they they have they have an important decision to make now if they if they end up trading one of these guys I think they have to trade them all and begin a full rebuild but at the same time they're the ones with the leverage because they do not have to move a Chris Sale right now and the same with the A's and A's with Gray and, and the same with the Rays with Archer so uh, they're all in good position because this is a weak 
week free agent market uh, in terms of pitching. So um, they all saw what the Braves did with uh, what was Shelby Miller last year, and uh, you know you got to uh, you know I mean it's easy to understand why they at least uh, want to go and, and see what they can get for their own guys. I'm sure the Shelby Miller trade uh, comes up in conversations among these teams when they're talking about these kind of trades, Mark, as well. Um, one hole that um, we talked about even middle of last year was the catcher spot for this Braves team and what would happen. And there's obviously been talk along the way about Brian McCann coming back from New York, uh, obviously being a longtime Brave and a, and a fan favorite. That seems kind of unlikely um, but now you hear maybe Jason Castro's name. He's a he's a free agent out there. There's a few other guys. Wilson Ramos with the injury, maybe not a good fit. Where are the Braves looking as far as uh, adding a catcher, and do they feel like they have to add a catcher? I, I think here's how, you know, they said it best last week when they said that pitching is a need, catching is a want. Um, so, it, you know, while there's a chance that they add a catcher, uh, that they do not view that as a necessity. They could go into next year with Tyler Flowers and Anthony Recker as their catchers. Um, you know, I, I think that they want to, you know, exhaust any possibility of adding to this rotation. You know, you, you can do you can uh, evaluate both situations concurrently, but I, I don't think that their focus is on catching right now. I think that you know, for the right deal, uh, if, if something could be done with Castro, yeah, maybe they could do something before the winter meetings, but this may be a conversation we're having in D.C. in a couple of weeks. When those meetings begin, you know, will they go get a catcher? Um, just because they they don't necessarily see the, that they absolutely need one, uh, the, with the catching market being relatively uh, – it's an interesting one just because you've got Matt Weaver sitting, sitting there. The Braves never shown any interest in him. Uh, as you said, Wilson Ramos. The Braves definitely would have been interested in him, but it had to, he not suffered the ACL tear during the last week. Uh, now he's a guy that you know I don't see it happening. I mean, I, I'll throw this number out here: I don't see them signing him for more than one year, um, you know, five five to seven million dollars. He's going to get more than that, um, and you know, so so now you're down to the Castros, and, and there's a lot of teams that that are interested in Jason Castro for the Braves. He's a good fit because he would, he would be, you know, left-handed hitting compliment for, uh, two Tyler flowers, uh, two, uh, highly cerebral guys that, that handle the pitching staff really well. And, uh, you know, you, you could try to take advantage of their strengths by platooning them, uh, using that left, right, uh, platoon there. All right, one more question for you, Mark, and that is you mentioned the winter meetings, and obviously the Braves have already checked off a lot of boxes on their shopping list for the offseason. But when you think about going into Washington, D.C. and the winter meetings in early December uh, and going into a winter meetings in general uh, with Hart and Capolello, what is their normal approach from the last couple of years that you've seen entering the winter meetings? Well, I mean, it, it is very aggressive. Um, you know, it's uh, certainly – they're, which the the part of the rebuilding phase that they're in has changed significantly from two years ago. Uh, we started to see uh, them transition a little bit last year during the winter meetings with with the uh, Shelby Miller trade that, that landed them in CRT and um, Dansby Swanson, Aaron Blair. Uh, you, you started to see, hey, look, this is not a team that's uh, that's just unloading now. You know, not only 
you know, now they're moving pieces and in, brightening in their future uh, in a more immediate, uh, uh, from a more immediate standpoint. So I think that, um, you know, this year, John Coppolella, he, he is, he goes a, a mile a minute, uh, 365 days a year. So, uh, and the good thing is John Hart is that guy that is there to, to kind of harness some of that, uh, aggression. So, uh, I, I do expect that, you know, leading up to the winter meetings and during the winter meetings, you know, we'll be talking a lot about the Braves, uh, especially if the, the sales archers and, uh, grades of this world are still available because, uh, you know, they'll exhaust any and every, um, you know, ounce of effort to, to try to get somebody just to improve. This is, you, know, you can look and say, oh, you know, they went and got all these young pitchers. What are they doing with the Matt Whistlers and Aaron Blairs? These guys are going to pitch. Guys will get hurt in the rotation. Plus, you know, going out and adding pieces, I, you know, it never hurts to be to add to your depth, nor does it hurt to uh, provide some motivation to these young guys that, uh, hey, look, nothing's guaranteed. You're going to have to fight for a spot at the big league level. Uh, or you know, go back down there to Triple A and, and and continue your development until we have a spot for you. So, um, you know, I, I think that if 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 they had to go to spring training right now with this rotation, uh, with the Dickey and Cologne, uh, Fulty, Tehran, and then you determine whether you've got Whistler or Blair in your fifth spot, you know, they, they'll be happy. But at the same time. Uh, I, I think what Coffey has shown is uh, he will he does not leave any stone unturned. He says that a lot, and he's, he's, his actions certainly verify back up that statement. Great stuff, Mark. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition for Mark Bowman. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.